Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Dream Team podcast. My name is Jonathan Gordon. I'm normally joined by my fellow hosts, Raf and Emmanuel. Right now we don't have Raf. Hopefully he'll join us later, but we have Emmanuel. Hey, Emmanuel. Hey, how you doing? We wanted to get this started, uh, this podcast started, because the three of us, Raf, Emmanuel, and I, uh, talk basketball all day. We have a group chat. We have, we're in a group, and before that, we would just talk all day about basketball. So now we have our own group chat, and we decided let's turn it into a podcast. Uh, let's start by getting to know uh, how we met each other. How did you meet Raf? I think I met him through uh, a wrestling uh, group that we have uh, who coincidentally uh, we had a mutual friend uh, shout out to Maurice who knew ah. who knew Maurice or who knew Ralph slightly from another wrestling podcast uh, podcast uh, uh, group on Facebook and that's how we kind of knew each other um, and then uh, we kind of saw we had a lot of common interests he uh, let me join into another group to Taylor network podcast which uh met a lot of other people that we know today and and eventually we created a couple of our own groups together and uh as they say the rest is history i kind of met him in the same way like we were part we were part of a different uh two different comic book groups together uh the taylor group and uh uh, 11 o'clock comics we ended up friending each other through the interest in comic books and art and then we ended up just talking basketball all the time and that's kind of how I met you, because we would be talking basketball. And you and I, I think probably the first few months that I was in the group, probably butt heads the most. Both you and I were uh, quick to bring stats, go to like basketball reference and, you know, uh, bring fact-based opinions to why we disagreed. I assume you you found basketball when you were younger like what yeah. was the first, when was the first time that you came into contact with NBA basketball and how what is your rooting interest what teams are, and players are your rooting interests so it was obviously as a kid but really I guess the first person who introduced me to a lot of stuff is uh is my late aunt who was she was mostly a, uh I want to say a Chicago fanatic but really I mean because she had she had blankets with uh, white socks and cubs and pillows with um, bears on it. And, uh, but I think really her, her biggest thing was Michael Jordan and Chicago Bulls. And I gravitated to that because of her. And I think uh, watching, you know, um, the first championship become, you know, eventually turned into all six of them. And then uh, kind of going backwards, I started, you know, going backwards into what happened before then and eventually finding college basketball as well. And then uh, it just so happened around the time I started getting more invested, the dream team started going around the world yep. and dominating basketball. So <laughs> I kind of lucked out. It was uh, right after the uh, Pistons won their last title, I guess I want to say. So about that 90, 91 year, started finding out a little more about the Bulls and started watching them. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of how, for the most part, I <laughs> found out about basketball. So you and I got into basketball right around the same time then because uh, for me, my – dad was a huge baseball fan so mm-hmm. basketball wasn't on tv a whole lot thankfully my grandfather uh who lived in michigan would record on vhs like mm. the pistons games and then mm-hmm. he would, and he would record like the all-star weekend and everything and he would send it to us because we lived in iceland on a military base so they didn't even have like tv up there so everything you mm-hmm. watched was vhs mm-hmm. we moved back uh to live with my grandfather when my dad was in the uh, gulf war same time as the dream team uh those pistons championship teams had just finished up and it was time for the bulls to start winning 
so it was all of that same stuff, like NBA inside stuff. We'd watch uh, mm -hmm. every Saturday morning. The cool thing is, is I knew more about kind of college basketball because where my parents, my grandparents lived was East Lansing, Michigan, and they both sure. worked for Michigan State University. Gotcha. That college, so, you know. yeah, it, it was Magic Johnson, everything, everywhere. <laughs> and uh, the Michigan State's always kind of in the running for the with the, in the NCAA tournament, right around the same time as the Dream Team. Michigan right. State's biggest rival, Michigan Wolverines, got the Fab Five. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I rooted for them as well because same state. It was, a, it was a great time for me. I think the trap for me was set with having the Fab Five and the Dream Team going at the exact same time. Same time. Mm -hmm. Where it was just basketball felt much more electric than any other sport that was going on. And just like, this is awesome. This is, this is like the comic book superheroes come to life yeah. in sports. I, I think it's fair to call me, you, and Raph basketball uh, addicts. Hey, Raph. I'm so sorry it took so long, man. It's okay. Good. Yeah, me and uh, Emmanuel just talked about how we found basketball. I think your basketball, your touchstone to basketball, where you found it, is probably a little bit earlier than us. So my first memory of basketball is the 84 finals where the Celtics beat the Lakers. And my only real memory of that is Larry Bird waving the towel. And that could be game six or seven. Mm -hmm. And yeah. even though the Lakers lost, I remember watching um, Irvin Magic Johnson and thinking, that's what I want basketball to be. And see, me and, me and Emmanuel didn't really get in until kind of like Pistons, Bad Boys, uh, Dream Team time. So well, about a half a decade later. So I've met Emmanuel, and I think me and Emmanuel are about, am I seven years older than you, Emmanuel? I'm 43. I would say about six or seven. Yeah, so, and John, how old are you, brother? I'm, I turned 40 here in about a month. So There's probably about three years between each of us. Yeah. Which, yeah, explains. And see, like I, like I was telling Emmanuel, I was in Iceland when, Kind of, I discovered basketball because my grandfather would send me these tapes, and we had nothing to watch in Iceland. There was no channels or anything, so you'd have to watch everything on the VCR. So we'd watch those Pistons bad boy teams and the uh, All Star Weekends and everything. So you grew up in Iceland? Uh, partially in Iceland. We were a military family, but like, uh, so okay. eighty eight to ninety one was in Iceland, and then we moved back to Michigan. Okay during when my dad was in the Gulf War and just kind of hit that stride with like the uh, NBA inside stuff. I don't know, Raph, were you uh, too old for inside stuff? No, inside stuff is on like when I'm in high school and I'm still watching Saved by the Bell. So I'd watch yes. Willow Bay going into Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Oh, I totally forgot about it. Uh, NBA inside stuff being on right before the Saved by the yeah. Bell. Yeah. Channel and everything. Yeah. Then you had the California so, Dreams and yeah, and then you were just California Dreams and City Guys and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like noon around my time. Yeah, it's noon like up in noon. New York too, Emmanuel. Yeah, like yeah. noon, one o'clock. Yeah, because all yeah. the cartoons that went off by then, <laughs> especially on Saturday. Back when they had TNBC, remember that TNBC? Yeah. That's how I got in. We uh, my my family is a huge sports family. We would watch uh. This, the finals, so it would be one year the Celtics and Rockets, Lakers and um, Sixers, Lakers and Pistons. That's how I got in. Yeah. Now, how much how much uh, did you know about college basketball? So, because of my age, I grew up during uh, the um, the UNLV running Rebels, the Larry Johnson, Stacey Augman team mm -hmm. with a uh, Greg Ooh, Anthony, nice. and then and then I grew up with the, obviously the Fab Five, but as we've talked about on um, the Facebook groups we're in, Grant Hill was this guy that I just fell in love with. So that Duke team from like when Grant Hill was like on that team with Christian Leitner and Bobby Hurley and all that stuff, that's mm -hmm. um, really the, the team I rooted for. Because I, I really thought Grant Hill, unfortunately because of the injury, is going to be the guy. Piss, me being a Pistons fan, like Grant Hill intersected just perfect. And me and you probably share a love for Grant Hill that like – only Tamia has. Oh. <laughs> exactly. 
Did you just say to me? You put a move on my heart. <laughs> no, those second pair of Grey Hill Felines are right up there with the Jordans with the patent leather. For me, yep. The second pair of Grey Hill, not the first. Yes. The so tell me about, well, tell I, me a little bit about you meeting us. Well, I met Emmanuel Wilson in a basketball group or a wrestling group? It was a wrestling group. And then we ended up in a basketball group together, right? Yeah. And Emmanuel has always loved Paul Paul George, and that's how me and him became friends, because I always thought he was yeah. just a guy. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. That's I where like, it came from. And, and this is, like, the beginning of Paul George's career. Like, this is, like, his first, like, two years, by the way. When he's balling in. Yeah, it's not like now where he's already, you know, achieved everything and becomes like an injury liability and whatnot. It's it's like when he's a rookie, we used to have these debates. Yeah, because uh, is this this is when he's playing the Heat, or do we mean no? It's gotta be when he's playing the Heat, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And like I'm like, I don't do it's just a guy, man. Well, he's just putting up numbers, and man, like, no, he's good. and then he would show me this Pablo story. Article, remember Emmanuel? <laughs> and whenever we would have the debate, he would always put up the Pablo Torre article that he's a superstar. I'm like, all right, man, shut up. <laughs> so, Emmanuel, do you really do? Do you still ride that hard for uh, Paul George, or have you kind of? Um, I want to say not that hard anymore, but because uh, you know, like I say, he's been hurt so much. Yeah. To be fair to to be fair to you, yeah. Yeah. And now and then uh and then my whole point was back then at least was um the whole aspect of him becoming like this all star kind of you know, two way player, which he kinda already has become in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's 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 not the same anymore. (laughs) Yeah, it became a running joke. It became a running joke. Yeah, <laughs> his last career hurdle is really just trying to compete for a championship now. So he's not yeah, it, on that. Unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah. because of this year, they were definitely on the way this year. And and who knows? They may end up uh, if they can just stay healthy for a month or two. Maybe they can make a run at it. Yeah, yeah. So John, how did me and you meet? Because we've both been in the eleven o'clock comics page forever. It's but definitely eleven o'clock comics, and uh, I did uh, the cover artwork for. Uh, their podcast. I think you friended me around mm-hmm. that time. Because it was a and good, it was good. Yeah. Thank you. And I remember uh, I was at the time, so I, we haven't explained this yet. So I gave up on the Pistons at the point, like right before they won that, that second uh, run at the championships. And I just, I wasn't feeling the team. Uh, it was kind of that post Grant Hill era. Where I, where I left and I became a Wizards fan because we moved down here to Virginia. And I love watching basketball. That's one thing that we all share. We love, we're fiends for watching basketball. Mm-hmm. And every Wizards game was on TV down here. So I started begrudgingly watching the Wizards uh, <laughs> right around the time where they had Weber and Howard. Yeah. The good year. The good year. Yeah, the good, <laughs> the good year. So I started rooting for the Wizards for probably a decade and a half and still kind of watched the, pit, the Pistons in the periphery, but, like, I would say I was more of a Wizards fan for a while there. But around the time that I met Raph, I was posting pretty heavy, and I was kind of, like, really, like, sucked in and stupid. I was, like, just waiting for us to win our championship with John Wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I think the first night that me and you talked basketball, it was a game where – the Wizards were on TNT, I think, or it might have been ESPN, where we were playing the Cavs. And this the, yeah, this is the game when, where uh, Le- LeBron James hits the shot to win it, but tie it, right? Yes, and the game was just going back and forth. It may even went into overtime, but, like, yeah, we're going down, Wall and Beal are getting buckets. Uh, LeBron's matching everything that they throw at them. And me and you were just going back and forth. And we realized uh, that – you, I didn't know about the other basketball group, but you invited me into it because you realized like I, how much I love basketball. And then, yeah, because at the time, I, I all I saw was your beautiful art, and your uh, I'm not sure if you were with your lady yet or if your lady was there yet. It was. It might not have she, been the time when she came over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we were still long distance. 
because I know yeah, that we, yeah. when she moved over here, like she saw me like texting on my phone all day, and she was like, "John, who are you talking to?" Like she thought she just moved over here, and I'm like talking to girls all the time. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. she, and she's like, "John, yeah. you're living on your phone, like like you haven't looked up from your phone for like two hours." I'm like, "She's like, what are you doing?" And I'm like. Emmanuel's over here acting a fool. He's saying some shit about like <laughs> Bill Russell being the goat. He doesn't even understand. No, that's not my favorite. My favorite one is Sam Bowie was the right draft pick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who's listening to this is gonna find out real quick. Like Emmanuel's got some weird hills to die on. I do. Like <laughs> I'll be honest, I do. <laughs> But it's well, great. It's not, but it's not like you don't, because even I couldn't co-sign, and Emmanuel knows I'm not a Chris Paul fan. Even I couldn't co-sign that John Wall had a better career than Chris Paul. I was like, yeah, you're no <laughs> I admit now that I was like, I was uh, very irrationally a fan of uh, John Wall and like chemistry of that team. I, I had way too much belief in like what they would do with Kelly Oubre. But like they didn't know what to do with him. They kept keeping Otto Porter in his spot, like blocking him. They had a weird fetish for Otto Porter, and I, I don't know why. <laughs> well, we all listen to the same basketball podcast. There was a period like two, even two years ago, where everyone was defending Otto Porter, except for uh, uh, what's the guy that's the Memphis? Um, there's the Tuesday podcast, and it's the guy from Memphis. Oh, oh, Chris, yeah. Vernon. Chris Vernon. Chris Vernon. Thank you, Emmanuel. He's the only one that was like, what the fuck are you guys seeing in Otto Porter? And I would have these conversations with the both of you on. We used to be in the ball is life Facebook. Yes. Yeah. And now, we used to all yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jim. I don't want to cut you. Oh no, no, no. Just just so anyone who's listening and gets this far, uh on Facebook you can find our current group, the Dream Team. And just look up the Dream Team. I forget what's our header right now. Uh uh it's uh the Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, yes, LeBron yeah, James yeah, yeah. and Mello The Espy moment. The Espy moment. Yeah. Yeah the group we'll be adding you in there uh we talk basketball all day we have a lot of a lot a lot of great contributors to that group not just us three who know basketball are basketball lifers and addicts so it's a fun way to talk but yeah we, we had a group before that and that's kind of how we all started how we, we had all- conversations about i don't get the auto porter thing all three of us <laughs> neither of us got it. He's like, what am, and I would ask you to, what am I not seeing? This guy's career high was like, was it 14, 13 points? Yeah. Per game, yeah, yeah. What they were seeing, like he would have moments where he'd, where he'd have a night where he was hitting threes, and he's okay. this t- tall, long, lanky guy who can kind of guard fours. He was the, he was the best kind of defender on the team. I watched all those games, so I kind of – he could defend fours and threes and twos moments just but just moments where he would where he could kind of look like a really poor man's Kevin Durant Mm -hmm. and clearly the Wizards just fell in love with that and said hey if he ever gets consistent about this we could have poor man's Kevin Durant but he just never was consistent well this is before we had met you me and Emmanuel had these conversations about the Nets and Emmanuel this Mm -hmm. is when the Nets those poison pill deals in there, Emmanuel. Man. Remember? Yeah. And, re- <laughs> and remember, it was the Heat and the Wizards with the two people stupid enough to sign those poison Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> with a huge, huge contract from Porter. <laughs> Look at those t- the team. And the team, like, I still say, like, that team was really good how it was constructed. But, like, you had so much money owed to Porter and Jan Mahimni. Get the Jan Mahimni. That's another one. So the Jan Mahimni, the, re- the way they got stuck with Jan Mahimni uh, is that was the year that, that we were 100% sure we were getting Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was coming home. The, we were 100% sure we had him in a meeting. Yeah. Then we're like, okay, that's cool. We're going to get Horford. Horford doesn't come to town. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of waited so long for those two guys that everybody else was signed and we had to get, meet the cap. And so they justified, Hey, we're not, we didn't, I know we didn't get Horford. I know we didn't get Durant, but wait till you see this Jan Mahimni guy, how, how Raph's Lakers got stuck with Dang and Mozgov. 
that's a different story because <laughs> I know how they got stuck with those two. But, but I mean, technically, you don't have to go over the cap. I mean, you don't have no. to, you don't have to spend cap. You can just save it and like give it to the players that are already currently on the team, or sign like a bunch of like minimum guys to like fill the roster. You don't have to fill the cap. I think that's a misconception with teams. Is Clearly, the Wizards didn't understand that. Yeah, because, like, the Knicks was like that this year, too, where instead of, like, trying to take, like, bad contracts with draft picks, they just decided to randomly give random people all this obscene amount of money. And they had just uh, played in the playoffs and just had, like, a really good playoff series. Kind of, He kind of Bismack Biomboed where, like, he had like one really hot playoff series, and people were like, "Oh, oh, that's what he is now!" Like, right here, the Brandon Ingram scheme. Mm-hmm. It's how get. That's how they get you. <laughs> what? Now that we kind of have figured out how we met, uh, we got a basketball season coming up. They're bringing it back, unless Kyrie can rally the troops and shut everything down, or start a new <laughs> NBA. Uh, no, uh, it doesn't look like either of those things are happening right now. Kyrie's trying, though. You got to give it to him. He's trying. He, he's definitely trying something. Uh, he has his feelings on uh, the NBA coming back and like a split season. We saw a season, and now we're going to see whatever this is. Uh, it's still a weird thing to like see live sports as of today because of everything that's going on in the world. Uh, definitely going to be weird that. First, yeah, that first game, maybe not the whole thing, and then playoffs, but that first game back is going to be interesting, just because people aren't used to it yet. I really want them to to play the games in the open gym, like mic up the players to be like piped in noise, or like uh, I know I saw a soccer game where they were like digitally putting in the crowd. Mm-hmm. But then when they would go to close-ups or replay angles, the digitally keep the crowd in. Don't go to that. I hope we just get them in a the gym talking. I know you're gonna have to like put a delay on it because you can't just have like Butler mic'd up and <laughs> the things he says about other players' wives and stuff. Like yeah, random people mic'd up. It looks like we so cool just to kind of watch the players play head to head. So Raph, how I mean, do you want to see it play out? Do you want to see? Do you want to see? them like pipe in crowd noise or do you want to see it just raw they said because they said they might let the other teams be there like the other teams like when the teams play they'll let the other players be there and stuff i guess I would like, be... yeah i would want to see it raw i don't want to see piped in music i don't want to see like in japan where they had the sex dolls in the seats and nothing like that <laughs> <laughs> did you guys see I didn't see that. I saw like in soccer uh, where they digitally put in from like a video game, like the back, they they green screened out the seats and then like put, watching it, it looks like there's a crowd there, but it's a video game crowd. I want to see it raw. So like whatever it is, how, however sad it looks, just let it be. The All-Star Weekend where <laughs> you, they, when, when a player dunks or like someone crosses someone up, they can cut to the other players that mm. aren't playing. Yeah. That'd be great. I want to see, like, if uh, the Greek freak uh, Kawhi has a massive dunk. Let me see um, Devin Booker, because he's not going to make the playoffs, like, get all excited while he's <laughs> I don't know if you've been watching wrestling, but they're going to be, like, the uh, NXT crowd. Off topic, but have you seen any of, like, how wrestling handled it? Mm-hmm. I don't know about. I kind of like it. I kind of like the uh, uh, plexiglass and having, like, the other wrestlers there. And that's kind of how I would love to see them pull it off with the uh, NBA, just cut cut to whoever's not playing or whoever's playing next, kind of like they do in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they do that in the NCAA tournament as well. Like it's a team in their uniforms and their backpacks. And <laughs> so, so Raph, you're a Lakers fan. Your Lakers were probably we were, favored I... to make the finals. You guys were, well, you guys got hot at the right time. Yeah, when, we were all of it ended. Yeah, LeBron was on his MVP run. We were looking good. We just beat the Bucks in the uh, clip. Uh, how, how hopeful are you still? I'm not hopeful because, like, I have no idea. It's like you said on Facebook. 
This could be like a random Rockets year, a random Boston year. I, I have no, no. idea. This <laughs> no, I'm not saying no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. But it could definitely be like the year the Knicks went to the finals and they had no chance. I was really when we beat the Bucks and we beat the uh, Clippers. I was really like, oh, we could win. Now I'm not mm-hmm. sure because like you got Avery Bradley doesn't want to play. Dwight Howard doesn't want to play. And LeBron is thirty. Is he thirty six? Yep. Is so he? Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. So he's had like four months off. So I'm not sure. I was really when the world was right. I was really hopeful we could win, but now it's all up in the air. And uh, right before they cut to break, like uh, the Celtics were on fire too. Yeah. I thought we were going to end up. I thought we might end up with the Celtics Lakers final, like yeah. just like a throwback. Yeah, which would have been great because Brown and Tatum, for like anything you want to say about them, neither of those guys are afraid of uh, LeBron at all. Like, they'll go right at him. They'll dunk it on him. Talk talk right in his face. Like they could end up like that though too. Boston versus LA. It wouldn't. It wouldn't yeah. surprise it's me. Still, no Maybe. real idea, but it could still end up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's tough to tough to have an idea of it because there's no real home court advantage. Uh, kind of like an AAU setup where they're playing like just games all day. And you, Emmanuel knows this. That definitely helps the Clippers because if it was Clippers and Lakers, that would have still been a Laker corral. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. If we get a West Finals and it's uh, Lakers and Clippers, and it and it was going to be in LA, like that's seven Lakers home games. You're right. Oh, it's just in a gym in Orlando. Might be people rooting for Kawhi. Yeah. And and now you hear people like in our basketball group uh, say, "Oh, it doesn't matter. It's going to be an asterisk on whoever's playing." I really don't think it will, as long as it's Lakers or Clippers or like one of those top four teams in the East. Get if we get a finals or expected would be there anyway. I think we're gonna we're gonna view it as okay. That's representative of what we saw in the season. I think if like say for instance, end up being like the Raptors and and like Denver, I think that would be indicative to a normal season as well. And I think people will try to put asterisks on that. But then you know the Raptors just for example, the Raptors just won the title last year, so. It, people are kind of discounting them like the Raptors uh, for this tournament. Cause that, that whole team just did it. So, right. So I think, I think a lot, I think for this season, people are trying to put an asterisk on it, even though it, it doesn't make sense to put an asterisk on it. So I think they're going to look for ways to find a way to put that, try to say, Oh, it's an asterisk on it, but it, it really isn't. Cause these are, it's not like they just randomly pick teams out of a hat and say go play, you know, to the title. These are these are the top teams in the in both conferences. They're still doing the playoffs. I don't understand how it could be an asterisk, other than the fact that there's time between the last time they played and the, you know, you just kind of consider it another season. Yeah. So, rap, rap. What what has to happen for you to? see it as like an asterisk asterisk on it no matter who wins like we all say there's asterisks on the spurs but no one puts any asterisks on tim duncan's five titles so like i'll be fine with whoever wins but like i'll just be like okay yeah well like let's say like randomly the Suns were able to get in and they won <laughs> then, then i'm like oh that's weird but like no there's no asterisk Suns what are the teams i don't think they're one of the teams I think the Suns are invited. Yeah, the Suns are invited because they have an outside shot. If they happen to win like all eight of their games, no, to be within like four, to be within four games of that play-in tournament thing. No, okay, so they are, yeah, that's right. They are doing a play-in tournament, but they literally have to win like all eight of their games, and, and that's the, not happening. And the Grizzlies like have to lose all eight of their games. Yeah, that's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> it's one of those things. Right. Where, it's one. It's one of those things where like I don't fully understand why they invited them. I think it's probably a money thing. Well, I think they want to be fair and, you know, try to be as fair as possible, and, you know, so so has the same record or near the same record. They try to be as fair as possible to all the teams involved. In that eighth spot for the West. Oh, it's, it's the, yes, it's Grizzlies right now, right? 
Right yeah, now it's the Grizzlies. Uh, Pelicans, Blazers have the best chance of kind of sneaking in there. Anybody, let's see, is there anybody maybe that could sneak out besides the Grizzlies? Maybe the Grizzlies move up. So you think like okay. maybe like the seventh seed could go down to the eighth seed? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, maybe even who is the seventh seed, by the way? So is it- it, there is there is no chance. Um so seventh seed, sixth seed, and fifth seed all have forty wins and it's OKC, Houston, and Dallas. Uh okay. Utah oh, yeah. has forty one. So Mem- Memphis is thirty two and thirty three. So really they're the only ones that are vulnerable. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> So we're either going to get Memphis probably or the Pelicans or an outside shot we get the Blazers. Oh, well, no, it's not going to be the Blazers because we, yeah. we all know it's who the NBA wants. Supposedly want the Pelicans, but I I don't think they really care. I think. They, I mean, if you're kicking off the playoffs and you got LeBron versus Zion in the first round, some ratings. It's sweet, though. I mean, well, I personally think they're going to get a ton of ratings anyway from this. Because it's going to be on pro sports wise, right? It'll be the only thing that matters for like a month or so, like at least like a couple of weeks until like football training camps. If that even starts on time, if baseball figure out figure out a way of figuring out their mess, because they I have think mess. baseball was trying to reach an agreement to figure today. out. <laughs> I think they were trying to. So, so for the next month or so, starting July, July, besides like movies or something, it's just pretty much everything people's going to be talking about. Put even the practices on. Great, I'd watch them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basketball junkies, uh, the three of us, and like literally, like I could go up to the park and like if two ten-year-olds are playing, like I'm watching and I'm like. Trying to see oh, what cross they're that, doing. Cross, cross, cross <laughs> that kid up. Cross him up. Yeah. Take the hoop. What are you doing? Like, I'm at that point right now where it's just anything that's remotely competitive basketball, I'm watching it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, no, uh, what is – what if you had to, like, say right now, like, what your thoughts are, like, as far as most likely finals, what do you think we get? I do – I kind of like the the Lakers versus Boston thing. That's a likely finals if they somehow – if Boston can somehow – beat Toronto, Lakers probably have the uh, easiest path to the finals in the West. Well, despite the Clippers. Because right now they play they play the Grizzlies and then they play either the Jazz or the Thunder. I think they could get rid of pretty easily. I, I don't see them having a hard time with that. And then I look at the uh, Celtics right now. They play the 76ers who oh. – but ben, they're a mess right now, and then uh, they probably play Toronto in the next round, and then it kind of be between them. I, I'm I'm not sure about the Bucks. I know they play great, and you know Giannis, but we kind of seen that before. We we've already seen that movie, so to speak. And it's just time off. It's, it's the whole Toronto thing from before, where they win like a top seed every year and then you know just crash out I'm right i'm right there with the uh bucks like where i was with toronto where i want to see them do it first yeah we've seen them do it in the regular season now we got to see them do it in the postseason before i'm going to be able to believe that they can do it right i mean it's, it's easier to do it in the regular season because you know no one's scouting you Every you know, every night, every two nights, like they do in the playoffs. It's not, it's not you versus the this uh, the Celtics for a week, week straight. It's you know, it's you can play the Celtics maybe twice, you know, back to back or so, and then you you focus on Giannis for a week from that the Boston Celtics style. I don't think Paul George and. Uh, Kawhi Leonard are going to benefit the most from this time off? Oh, I think they do. I think uh, if they're not healthy now, you know, I just I, I don't know if they've played enough games together to have the kind of chemistry they need to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I, love, I love the Clippers' chance because just what Kawhi showed last year in the mm-hmm. playoffs. 
If he comes yeah. out and he's in that mode where he's like not shaking his teammates' hands and he's just got like that death look in his eyes mm-hmm. and he's just going out there and just crushing people. Mm-hmm. I believe in that Clippers team with the with their depth. And then Paul honestly, George I has can... to be healthy. Paul George is he, do- gotta... he does. Yeah. He's had like four months off. He's gotta yeah. be healthy yeah. now. And then Probably. I can easily see Toronto, Boston, or Miami doing it in the in the East. Like I can see any of those three teams doing it. I, I, I don't really fully believe in the Bucks. Yeah, it's hard. It's kind of hard to at this point. Besides Giannis, there, there's not much there. And, it, and it's nice to have Giannis, but at the same time, like I said, they, they lost Brogdon and then they didn't add anything loss. I hope Giannis and it, Lakers and the Bucks, they had that momentum going. And like right. it's gotta be it's gotta be hard to have that momentum like where they were like a we that's what we were gonna see in the finals. Those mm-hmm. two teams yeah. were playing so lights out that it was almost you see Bucks versus Lakers and then all of a sudden just like stop that momentum and now you've got to kick it back into gear. It's something about uh we could possibly not see Dwight and Andrew Bradley. Like how real is that? They're eventually going to play, but I think they were trying to talk that stuff. But if we don't have a season, right, they're going to lose like $4 billion, and then they're going to try to impose a hard cap. Yep. So they're going to be forced to pay like I can see the Lakers winning, but I just know how, how well it's going to be. It's going to work with the older Lakers team getting all those guys like back like they were towards the tail end of the season that was cut off. Yeah, I think that's going to be – that's why I'm not sure we're going to win. That's why I would favor – for the first time, I actually would favor the Clippers because I think the Paul George factor of him getting healthy is huge. Because if he's yeah. not – if he – let's put it this way. If he's not healthy now, he's never going to be healthy again. And you traded all that stuff for a guy who's never going to be himself. He doesn't need to be – he doesn't need to be the guy. This isn't Indiana. He doesn't need to be the guy. Kawhi is going to be the guy. He needs to be Scotty. He needs to be. He needs to be Scotty Pippen. He's not Scotty, yeah. but he needs to be Scotty Pippen. He could be Scotty Pippen, and Kawhi could be what he was last year. I would favor them because we lost all the momentum. We had all the momentum going into the playoffs, and I was really like, okay, we could win. But LeBron is thirty-six, as you and as you and me have talked. Anthony Davis hasn't really done anything besides that one playoff series where he was dominant versus Portland. So, yeah, I, I am more worried. Because when we were playing well, Dwight Howard was looking good, and JaVale McGee was looking good, and uh, Caruso was looking good, and Kuzma was sort of finding his way uh, one every four games. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm not just saying that because saying it because you're here, but I think they lost the most because of yeah. this. Uh, because of the coronavirus. Like, because we still probably can see them in the Western finals against the Clippers. But like you said, like we said, like going to be seven Lakers home games. Yes. They're going to be seven now home games. And now they're in Orlando on a neutral site, like in a gym. I am Paul George wouldn't get booed at home because people wanted to like, no one cares about the Clippers. They wanted them to be Lakers. They didn't want them to be Clippers. They were going to get booed out of their home court. <laughs> when you just saw the videos of like him and Westbrook working out all kind of this COVID together, Clippers going. I still – I have a feeling about Houston. And I know the hardened hate is there. Good Westbrook was at the end. And, like, I'm not – I'm a Westbrook hater. But, like, Westbrook was on fire and finally kind of playing the game he needed to play. That's why they got rid of Clint, right? Is because yep. you need Westbrook to go to the hoop. Now. And he can if there's a big center sitting there. Two should so, have the hardened conversation. Because I'm kind of like, whatever. But you two, go ahead and have the Harden conversation with you. Online, I'm, I look like a, a Harden supporter. Like, I'm tired of watching his game. Like, I don't like all the flopping. I don't like boring. It's it's the step it the isolation step back. It's boring. It is. Watching the Rockets is, is just boring sometimes, which is weird to say. And it's not like the Spurs boring either, but it's like (laughs) it's a different kind of boring. That Spurs boring. 
Right. So stop right there with Carl Malone because Carl Malone has never won anything. Because the only reason, you know, because the only reason Carl Malone won an MVP is because people he's got like, two. He's got two. Attention to Carl Malone, Jack McMullen. <laughs> she read it like she wrote the piece. She's like, oh, you're not paying attention to Carl Malone. And then everyone paid attention to Carl Malone. It was like, oh, he should win the MVP. And it, that's just not right. Like, oh, you jazz you're going to do a step back and in front of two defenders. Okay. Oh, you're, you're going to do it again. Okay. Oh, you're going to do it again. Okay. You're not. Oh, fast break. Good pass. Oh, you're, you're going to do it again. <laughs> my whole argument with uh, James Harden is just that. He's where, where he is and how stupid his stats are. He's going to finish because I mean, he's like what 30 31? Well, 30. He's going, he's gonna finish with numbers in a category that are kind of like Carl Malone's, where we yeah. look at his career and we see one thing, okay. but then you look at his numbers and you see something else. Stop me and Emmanuel and you have had this Carl Malone conversation. I'm a Laker fan. I thought Carl mm-hmm. Malone was like the second best player I've ever seen besides Michael Jordan because he used to fucking kill us all the goddamn time. Yep. And and it was one day when you were saying, look, uh, Sean Kemp is, is the same guy as Scottie Pippen and Carl Malone. And I'm talking to John here. I was like, dude, you got to yeah. go look up Carl Malone's numbers, man. Like, I don't think he realized what Carl Malone's numbers are. And, and I did. Yeah, he did it because Carl Malone never won a goddamn thing. Because... <laughs> And that's gonna be what happens to James Harden. It's gonna be yeah. like ten years, ten years from now, our kids will be on Dream Team Volume Three, and they're gonna be having a conversation about James Harden. And then, like John's son, will be like telling Emmanuel's son, "You need to go look up um, James Harden's number." And J- Emmanuel's son will be like, "Yeah, but he never won anything." You know what I mean? And I think the comp, the, the comp is gonna be we're gonna look at the titles. We're gonna look at the clutch moments of Dwayne Wade, yeah, and he's going to be this guy that even like our kids' generations are gonna know because he'll be on TV, and they're gonna say, "Oh my God, he 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 was the greatest shooting guard of that era." And stats comparison for Harden, he's gonna be so far beyond where Dwayne Wade is. Yeah, Dwayne Wade is, but he, unless he wins something, like, I mean, like unless. Like, he's the one who him and Westbrook, more than anybody, need to pull out a, a championship here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think it's too late for Chris Paul. It's too late for Chris Paul. And Chris Paul, I think we're going to, and I've heard on a few podcasts to mention, I think we're going to get some form of amnesty mm-hmm. to, to fix this cap. And if we get some form of an amnesty, I can see the future where Paul gets amnestied somewhere down the line and join, joins LeBron and the Lakers. I was thinking maybe he would go back to the Clippers. That can happen too, but I think that's the only way he gets a title is if there, if some kind of amnesty pops up, someone amnesties a giant contract of his, and he ends up as late career add-on to a championship team. Gary Payton. Yeah, Gary Payton. A better version because right now he's still a better player than that Gary Payton has. He's still a very productive if he, if he didn't have that contract, he would be a very productive player. Yes, you know what I mean? just, he's, being, he's being paid $40 million a year. And, and you would not playing with Yeah, you'd be stupid to take the contract. I, I honestly don't see without Amnesty that contract ever moving. Well, I could see the Knicks being stupid enough. I just don't know what they would have to trade for him, but I could see the Knicks being stupid enough. That's maybe the most unmovable contract even over Wall. Because Wall... He's young enough that if he comes back and he has like a decent half season, maybe they can talk a team into taking it. Also, I don't think his contract is that expensive next year because isn't like something like eighty percent of it is paid off by insurance or something? It was some kind of weird rule, right? Yeah, yeah, but that's only if he stays with the Wizards. Okay. Because the minute they trade him, it it's just the contract. Like they get that because they signed him. Uh, I don't think that that transfers to another team. Back to where we were when MSC came in, where we have a lot of guys floating around the league with contracts that are way, way above where they should be at. And now we have the cap shrunk. Yeah, the cap is going to go down, but all things considered, 
it's going to start going back up next year and then, or the year after that, should I say. And then, you know, who's the same? that teams pay over the cap. Right. They're still going to have – yeah. It's not like they're limited to what – it's not a hard cap. Right. And it's also to say, like, who's to say that the next the, – the following year or even the, net, the following year after that, that the cap doesn't go back to where it is now or even higher depending on, you know, TV rights and, and you know, how maybe, you know, maybe streaming rights or something become a big deal. And, and we're coming up to a point where there's just going to be a bidding war for sports between the yeah. NFL, uh, UFC, and, and, and soccer and basketball. They're all slowly around the same point where – there's going to be bidding wars for all these sports, and someone's just going to I think the cap's going to be fine. I think it's going to bounce back. Uh, I think the NBA is going to be fine, like with the Zions and Ja and uh, you know Ice Tray and. Uh, well, what about uh, what about China? Duncan. What about China though? Yeah, the the China money might not come back for a while. Yeah, that's where maybe the amnesty comes in is because they say, hey, we're not going to get that China money back, so we need to make it back to where kind of it was without the China money? Mm-hmm. Well, the China money is only a few million. It, it wasn't this... It was a few million off the cap, yeah. For yeah. And and I'm pretty sure you know that that's just going to be this year. That won't be forever. Well, hopefully, yeah. There's no way China, you know, just stops investing in the NBA, period. It's too lucrative of a market for them. Well, the NBA lucked out because it looks like they're going to have like a seamless transition from LeBron's generation, kind of to Luca. Giannis having a league for a little while, and then Luca and Zion. It's it's, it's not going to be like the early two thousands where we had Kobe Ooh. and Duncan. And I mean, the problem was the two two of the biggest stars were Duncan and Dirk, and they were boring. Yeah, not only that, but it was just like. You know, 2000, 2001, you know, those are bad drafts. You look at every draft ever, those those are like some of the worst drafts, <laughs> period. Even though they have all, you know, all-star Hall of Famer players in them, at least, you know, one, pretty bad. And it also doesn't help that you got the Lakers smoking the Nets and then the next year is Nets and Spurs, and then you, there's that one Spurs-Pistons here. So the 2000s were pretty rough. It's not the most exciting time to be watching basketball. And Spurs Cavs, how could I forget that? That was that was the uh, era of probably my least favorite basketball game is when the Spurs and Memphis Grizzlies would go head to head. Grit and grind Grizzlies versus the Spurs. I know that there were nights where that was on TNT and I just didn't watch. Well, what was worse, the grit and grind <laughs> Grizzlies versus the Spurs or the Boozer Deron Williams Jazz versus the Spurs in the coffee <laughs> That was pretty close. That guy's one of but, the uh, that guy's one of the ten best players of all time. But no, it's true. No. Yeah, when, whenever I do my top ten, I, I I make my top ten ten up. I get ready to post it, and then I'm like, oh crap, I left Duncan off there. And I know he has to be on there, but no, he, I don't want him on there. He has to be like I factually know he's better than Akeem Olajuwon, but I can't admit it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, no one's no one's going on YouTube for Tim Duncan highlight reel. Only a couple of days ago, I think I did actually. <laughs> oh no, because he's your Bill Russell, goddammit. True, we'll get we'll probably in the future episode we'll get to a Bill Russell discussion. Yeah, that could be a whole discussion for like the the eighty year olds who want to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I think me and you have the same goat. I have right? Jordan. I have Jordan. Yeah, yeah Jordan. It's Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Funny thing is, I'm a Laker fan, and you have Kobe higher than me. I do. I mean, for me, it goes Michael, LeBron, Kobe. And, like, those are the three greatest basketball players I've ever seen. Go back. I don't go back to Bill Russell because I never saw him play. Well, I don't go back to Bill Russell either. I just, like, for me, it's, Le- uh, it's Michael, uh, LeBron, Shaq, Magic, and Kobe. But I don't go back to I can't judge Bill Russell because I've never seen him. All I've seen his highlights. A lot, a lot of like six foot four, unathletic white guys in the picture with him on every single play. 
Yeah, but that's not his fault, though. No, that's not his fault. It's not his fault, but, like, he benefited from that. No, he didn't. I'm agree with the manual because, like, if you would have given Bill Russell today's technology and today's sneakers and today's, I don't know. I'm not saying he would win. No, he wouldn't win 11 rings now, obviously. Like, no one's going to win 11 rings because, like, they, they, they're not going to win, like, 11 rings. But, like, he'd still be a great player. I just don't. A little bit different take on it. I have a feeling we'll talk, we, we'll touch on that. Uh Emanuel is saying, let's, this week, let's really get into the greatness of Bill Russell. <laughs> well, I don't think we're going to argue that. We're just going to. Week I want to discuss how Dell Harris had a Porsche in the garage and was driving a Toyota Miata named Eddie Jones for the Kobe Bryant. I love Kobe and I got him as my third greatest of all time. I think they still get those titles already. That was Shaq dope. was so I think Shaq was so good that they still get those titles with Eddie. I'm super passionate about that. Not with Dell Harris. Not with Eddie Jones. No, not with Dell Harris and Eddie Jones. Quick guys, uh Give a shout out to anything you want people to follow you on. Oh, we're good. I'm good. Good. I'm good. Yeah, I don't want you any should, more followers. You should tell media. people. What... <laughs> what no, you you should tell people. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Raph's like Raph's like I, I don't I don't have reliable social media because I'm always in social media jail. Yeah, that is me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to tell people to friend me on Facebook and then like I'm not not there next week. No, because God forbid I should say I'm listening to Anita. Ooh, that's Jesus Christ. <laughs> Emmanuel knows what I'm talking about. I've never ended up in Facebook jail. I've never even got a warning. I must be doing it wrong. Yeah. No, they post stupid basketball stuff, but the three of us. But in the meantime, send just, me the if, if you if you do send us the link. Yeah, definitely. And I'll send you, I have to give you the sign. Follow, uh, just go to Facebook if you're listening to this and you want to chat basketball with us and chat basketball with a lot of other knowledgeable basketball fans, which we'll probably bring up on the podcast. Uh, probably get a lot. And in groups, in Facebook groups. And like we said, it's got the uh, SB's moment with the players. Just have fun and talk basketball, no one's really kind of, no one's too mean to each other on there. I don't think we get a lot of bullying on there. <laughs> Me and you have gotten heated, but like, we respect each other. Yeah. Except for Merritt. All right, and we saw we lost, lost 